Hello and welcome back to this two-part episode of Ken Griffey's Grotesquely Swollen Jaw. Uh, we've spoke to Charlie already and he's given us a lot of insights into the history and the stats and the processes behind the All-Star game. But Charlie, there is also the All-Star week as, as we're in now. So what, what, what else is this happening in the All-Star week? What else do I have to get, get, get excited about? What else is going on in, in the MLB world? Okay, so um, one great way to learn more about younger players, um, hopefully potentially future legends, potential future Hall of Famers, future All-Stars, or even just future everyday players of the game, is the XM All-Star Futures Game, Stuart. So this was created originally by Jimmy Lee Solomon, who was Executive Vice President of Baseball Operations for MLB at the time. And he was looking to showcase the minor leagues. And they were also looking to add an event to All-Star Week as well, because for a while it was literally just the Home Run Derby and the All-Star Game. So over time, they've just added more and more events to it to just give people more things to do. Obviously, there's the money side to it as well. And just to make a whole celebration exhibition week of baseball, essentially. So in terms of how it works, so um, the first game took place in 1999. All 30 MLB teams must have at least one player selected with up to two players each. The rosters are selected by a joint committee from MLB, MLB MLB.com and Baseball America. So the format of the game is it's been seven innings since 2019. And if it's tied, um, it's similar to the usual MLB game, so they use the Ghost Runner. Um, and then if it's still tied after the eighth inning, it finishes in a draw. Also, it's played in the same venue as your star game itself. And until 2018, they actually had a USA versus the world format, and they changed it to NL versus AL for 2019 onwards. Uh, alumni from past futures games include Clayton Kershaw, Dylan Cease, Garrett Cole, Felix Hernandez, Pete Alonso, Giancarlo Stanton, George Springer, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., Xander Bogert, and Ronald Acuna Jr. So in terms of someone to focus on, um, Harry Ford of Team Great Britain fame will be there. Mm-hmm. Um, he did an interview recently on MLB Network to say he was looking forward to going to the Futures game. Yep. And one big thing for a lot of these prospects, although he played in Arizona during the World Baseball Classic, it is his actual first time appearing um, at T-Mobile Field, the home okay. of the Mariners. So he said, I'm looking forward to playing at home for the first time, like playing with that crowd and in that atmosphere. Um, so for a lot of these prospects and young players, like they, you've got to bear in mind, they are a lot of them are like 20, 21 years old. So this is a major thing of, say, going from their high A or double A or low A park where they might hold say five to 8,000 people going to like just this massive MLB stadium that holds north of 40,000 people and just that soaking in that environment. So in a way it's kind of like teasing. um, This is what you could win in the future. Mm -hmm. This could be your career. This could be most days for you in the future. It kind of gives them a taste of what they're aiming for, which I think in, any part of life is important, Stuart, because if you can get a taste of the success you could have in the longer term, say you're struggling a little bit or you're kind of starting to doubt yourself, but then you do get selected to that game. So, for instance, mm-hmm. Kyle Harrison of the Giants, who's going to be there, he probably thought he might have been up to Major League Baseball by now, but unfortunately, as he's having a big problem with walks in AAA, 
and he's been mashed up a bit recently by other teams opposing offences. For him, this could be a great chance to reset in a different environment and just remind himself, right, where I am now is not where I'm going to be stuck. Reset. This is what I am like playing for as well. And in terms of also Harry, he's doing quite well in high A. The Mariners um, team, the Everett Aqua Sox, um, he's playing for them, but he's not yet gone beyond there because they want him to focus on the defensive catching side. Mm-hmm. So for fans who are newer to the game, uh, Stuart, the catching position is just really difficult and complicated to play than pretty much ever before because you've got all the new rules to consider. So the pitch timer, um, you've got to know the strengths and weaknesses and tendencies of your pitchers. So your starting pitcher, your relief pitchers. You also need to know the tendencies and the weaknesses and hot zones of the opposing hitters as well. Also, if anyone gets on base, you've got to keep in mind the running game, which has got a lot harder with the uh, with just the pitch only being able to throw over to the first base twice rule. So if you're really good at throwing out runners, you've probably got more value than you've ever had before. And that's even without thinking about your own offensive game and like that side of it as well. So while Great Britain fans might be saying, might be looking at the stats going, oh, he's got... Over the 800-day OPS, I'd expect. He's getting on base a ton. He's hitting for power. There's also the defensive aspect to it as well. Although some scouts do say he will move over to the outfield in the longer term. Mm -hmm. So in terms of other standout position prospects appearing um, at the All-Stars future game, future All-Stars game, um, according to MLB Pipeline, which is basically offshoot of MLB.com for... Uh, minor league baseball mm-hmm. uh, Jackson Holiday, who is the highest rated prospect in all of baseball will be there he's from the Baltimore Orioles Jackson Churio who's the who's rated as the third best prospect of the Milwaukee Brewers will be there Marcello Mayer of the Red Sox who's rated as the fifth best prospect will be there James Wood of the Nationals who checks in as the sixth best prospect will be there Jordan Lawler of the Diamondbacks, who's number seven in the MLB Pipeline Top 100, will be there. And the Cubs outfielder Pete Crow Armstrong, who's rated as the 10th best prospect in all of baseball, will be there as well. For pitchers, the aforementioned Cal Harrison, who checks at number 14 in the Top 100, will be there. Mick Abel of the Phillies, who's a 46th best rated prospect, will be there. Tink Hensey of the Cardinals. Sorry if I've butchered your name there, Tink. He's he comes in at number sixty six. Will be there as well. Jacob Mizorowski, who's a ninth third best rated prospect, will be there as well. And Owen White, the Rangers, who comes in as the forty eighth best prospect, will be there as well. And those players that I mentioned, Carl Harrison, afterwards, are all pitchers. In terms of watching it, the game itself will be live on BT Sport on late on Saturday night, the eighth of July at 12 midnight early into Sunday morning. And if you do want to see the best young players in baseball, I would definitely urge you to check That's it out. And in, in the ballpark itself, that will sell out in, in Seattle as well? Yep, definitely. Yep, tends to be um, quite popular. Um, it's the one time that you will... Although they do have like, all-star games at their own levels as well, so there is a triple-A all-star game, a double-A all-star game, single-A all-star game, etc., in terms of seeing like this volume of quality prospects altogether, because it doesn't matter if you're in high A, it doesn't matter if you're in low A. If you've been selected by the committee, the joint committee that selects them and they 
So you deserve to be there. You've got the highest ceiling if, of your club. You will be there. So, yeah, it's a unique, again, a unique once-in-a-lifetime, once-a-year experience. And, um, yeah, but I definitely urge everybody, if you can, give it a watch, check it out. You might be able to say, if you're a Red Sox fan, I was there for when Marcello, well, I wasn't there, but I was watching when yeah. Marcello Mayer hit, had his first huge moment as a player when he hit home run at the Futures All-Star game to win it. Maybe he has a Ted Williams moment. Who knows? And so why did they switch from USA versus the world to ALNL? Was there a particular reason for that? Um, I think it was just the way things were um, going at the time. They wanted it to, to be just more in line with the uh, traditional All-Star game. Mm-hmm. So... Um, so, so yeah, I think it was just to standardise things uh, more than anything else. Okay, fair enough. So if you can say, yeah, if I represented the AL as a as a future, then you can see where you go yeah. go on as to in, in your full full career career record. Got it. Um, and so you mentioned the the, the draft is is this week as well. Uh, yep the the draft is. Um, yeah, the draft is also on this week. Um, it mm-hmm. actually used to be in early June, but again, they moved it to be in line with um, All-Star Week. Okay, yep. So, Stuart, the 2023 Major League Baseball All-Star Draft will be taking place between July the 9th to 11th. So, this again is something that they've just put in to enhance or just kind of level up All-Star Week a bit. So it's a bit of a strange thing for people who've been following the MLB draft for years because it was only recently, I believe as recent as 2022, where they actually moved it from the first week of June when it used to be to the All-Star break. But there's no sporting reason. It doesn't give the GMs or the the, the front office more time time to plan. It's purely just to get it in the All-Star week for to pump up the All-Star week, essentially. Yeah, I think I think there is like certain timings timing issues for it in terms of like um, college baseball. I think the College World Series was recently just wrapped up as well, so they might have been okay. thinking if we want to get it in after that as well rather than before that. So once players have been through that, and obviously the college season is over, so you've got more of an idea of, of like who's healthy, who's been injured, who's come back, etc. Um, I think from that point of view as well, um, it was moved. So if you're drafted now, then what happens to the player? Do they go straight into the organization and straight in, into the, the minor leagues, the farm system, or does it wait until spring training before they actually start as a contracted player of whoever's drafted them? Yep. So they'll tend to go into what's called the complex league. So the spring training um Parks are basically used for what's called the Rookie League, which which is another name. It's kind of confusing. The Rookie League is the level, but there's basically two different leagues, the Arizona Complex League and the Florida Complex League, which is divided between the teams that play spring training baseball in Florida or Arizona. So they'll primarily go into that league because it's a much shorter season than like the A League, so single A and high A, which tend to mirror the MLB season more. They tend, they're a bit, little bit shorter, but they're still like 140, 150 odd games. Whereas the rookie league, I believe is about 70, 80, if even that. And 
obviously with it being that late in the season, they're almost finished and they're into the playoffs. So you might get a prospect who, if they're like around one type of person who might go into low A for the playoffs just to get a little bit taste of that. But they probably, but the best prospects tend to start in low A or high A the following season. Mm -hmm. And then if you're a lower tier prospect, you'll probably start in the complex league and you'll work your way up from there. But just because you're a third, fourth, fifth round um, prospect doesn't mean you're not going to make it. There's plenty of stories famously um, in MLB of players who have made it all the way from there. I think Albert Pujols was somebody who was drafted like really low down. I can't remember what round it was, um, but obviously he's now a Hall of Famer, but no one thought he was going to be the player that he became when he was first drafted as well. And even some first round picks can come in lower than other than um, and do better. So Mike Trout was drafted at the later end of the first round as well. And we all know how good he is now as an example. So um, the chances, although it's more difficult than it has been previously due to minor league contraction over the last few years, the, the way to put it is the American dream, I suppose, of minor league baseball players is still there if you prove yourself. And you mentioned it a couple of times in in part one, Charlie, the, the home run derby. I know you, you had to correct yourself. It's not the home run derby, nothing to do with Derby County. So uh, <laughs> uh, what what is a home run derby and how does that come into everything? Yeah, so um, if there's anyone out there who wants to pronounce it derby, I'm absolutely not against that. But for me, because baseball is an American sport, I think we should respect the way the Americans do pronounce it and the way they say it. So apologies if anyone is getting mildly irritated, a little bit irritated by me saying Derby all the time, but that is why. So interestingly, it was actually inspired by a 1960 TV series of the same name called Home Run Derby. So what it was, was the great home run hitters of the time of the era, who also happened to be some of the best players of all time. So names such as Mickey Mantle, Harmon Killebrew, Hank Aaron, Willie Mays, would participate one-on-one in a home run hitting contest. And there are actually some episodes available on YouTube for it as well, if you want to go and check it out. And it's actually not too long. I think they're only about half an hour each as well. And it had a 26-episode run in the end. But because it was so popular, people kind of always harkened back to it, like the home run derby offshoot of it didn't happen straight away. The first home run derby actually happened in 1985, so it was a good generation after it. Mm And that actually wasn't televised. Um, it actually took a few years of the home derby just getting more and more popular to the point where the TV networks and MLB couldn't ignore it anymore. And they did have to televise it. Um, it's gone through a few different format changes. So just to avoid confusion, I'll just use the current one. So four hitters are selected from both the American League and National League, and then they are divided into brackets from each of the leagues. So the four NL players will face off against each other uh, one-on-one in the first round, and the four AL players will face off against each other one-on-one in their first round as well. And then the winner of each bracket will face each other in the final. So seedings are determined by the amount of home runs hit before the All-Star break. So... Um, if you've hit the most home runs in your bracket, you'll face the person who's hit the fourth most. Yeah. Um, yeah. So for round one and the semifinals, each hitter gets three minutes to hit thir- plus 30 seconds of bonus time. So if a hitter hits um, a home run of at least 475 feet, it will get an extra 30 seconds of bonus time. So that means that you can have a maximum of four minutes. So you've got the normal time 
plus 30 seconds of bonus time, plus the additional 30 seconds if you can hit that really, really long home run. The semi-final seeding is determined by home runs from the previous round. So the player with the most home runs hits second. So if there's a tie, each player gets an extra minute. Um, if it's still tied, then each player gets three swings to hit as many home runs as possible. If it's then still tied, they just repeat the three swings until there is an eventual winner. So for the final, regulation time is decreased to two minutes, but the bonus time still remains for the 475-foot-plus home run. And also, through any round, players do get one timeout per round for 45 seconds each. So what you'll find is if a player is struggling, say about 34 or 5 seconds in, they'll probably say, right, take my timeout, reset. I've still got enough time to get on the run to come back. Um, if a player starts out really hot but then goes cold, so say they just whack seven or eight out of the bounce, off the bounce, they then they tend to take theirs close to the end because obviously they're on a run and they don't want to want to yep. stop that. So there is some criticism of the home run derby, Stuart, in that it's essentially just players hitting home runs over and over and over again. But my counteraction to that is. Like any sport, you're just waiting for the moment. You're waiting for a great matchup where it is that close, where it comes to like the three swings, or you're waiting for a moment, say, like a few years ago when Josh Hamilton set the, I, be- I believe it still stands the record for amount of home runs hit in a round where like someone just goes ballistic and say hits 20, and you're just like, oh my gosh, wow. Because generally it is only about 12 ish, a dozen ish or so that get, get hits, gets like a dozen or so home runs per round. Mm-hmm. So um, from, from your perspective, do you think that would be something that you could get interested in long term? Um, yeah, it would be. I understand your your point. It would almost be, yeah, like it, I don't know, a David Beckham style free kick challenges. It seems like it's that that sort of thing. But no, I think again, it's, it's something. Yeah, I'm trying to get into baseball. So yeah, if this is part of baseball, then yeah, I, I certainly will will check it out this year and see from the first first time viewing it if it is something that like, i can get into it or whether it is just distracting from the main game but i, I guess it would probably be probably be if you know the players if you know if you're looking up your, your favorite i can I certainly can see the, the appeal um being being a blue jays fan there is someone for you to back Stuart. so this this might um help you to make the leap a bit more so there's only been four confirmed participants so far but the star power is definitely there so Coming back is the hometown man, the runner-up from 2022 as well, Julio Rodriguez, so he'll be highly motivated to win it in his home park. There's also Mookie Betts of the LA Dodgers, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. of the Toronto Blue Jays. So there's your man there, your man's Bloody, back for yeah. the whole thing, Stuart. Bloody for MVP. Um, <laughs> uh, Randy Rosarena of the Rays. Um, for what? For what reason, I couldn't find if he'd been confirmed yet, but I presume Juan Soto would be very happy to come back and defend his title. Mm. So I would say that's five out of the eight confirmed there. In terms of how to watch it, it will be live on BT Sport late Monday night slash early Tuesday, early Tuesday morning at 1 a.m. Okay, so if I'm getting my timelines right, that is... Um... After the the, the 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 rookie the futures game or is it yeah. before the, yeah yeah, yeah so it was after the futures game yeah yeah good can just uh, noting down all, all the times for all these all these appointments viewings on from BT Sport um, so the home run derby we've covered that I think the only final thing to do to finish the show is you've got a, a bit of a challenge for me Charlie yep so 
the most light-hearted part of the week is the MGM Rewards All-Star Legends and Celebrity Softball game. I know that sounds like a mouthful when I say it, but it is basically a charity game for fun um, with both Legends of Baseball and uh, Softball. Uh, softball is a massive sport in the US in its own right. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe not to a national stage, but like a college and amongst women especially, like is really, really popular. Um, so the All-Star Legends Celebrity Softball game features a mixture of retired baseball players regarded as legends and celebrities. So as the name suggests, they play with a softball rather than a baseball. So a softball mm-hmm. is yellow and quite a lot larger as well. And um, it can't, it doesn't tend to be thrown as hard as a baseball as well. So you won't have anyone up there like throwing 100 miles per hour or anything mm-hmm. like that. Um, it's a much smaller field. So it is on it will be on the two mo- mobile field, but it will be a much smaller field. And they also have their own like much smaller home run fence as well. Uh, games are only five innings long. And then if tied, each manager will pick three players again for a swing off to decide the game. So similar again to how the main all-star game is decided if there's a tie there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the teams are mixed with celebrities and legends. They do mix together. You don't just have a team of legends just yes, against team celebrities because unfortunately it would be, it might be entertaining, but we're yeah. ridiculously one-sided. Um, and it's all for charity. It's all for fun because let's be honest, watching watching celebrities run around trying to catch a fo- softball flailing and flailing and failing miserably. Yeah. What could be more entertaining than that than all-star week? and hilarious as well so um just to give you an idea who on the celebrity side has played this game in the past there's been such luminaries as <laughs> meatloaf freddie prince jr coolio billy bob thornton jimmy kimmel nick jonas mc hammer and okay. brian cranston interesting so uh, yeah i know all of all of those names i mean we aren't talking it's not brad pitt taylor swift level but equally they're all all those names are, are familiar at least yeah definitely so that's going to lead us short into a game but before that i'm just going to and that um mention who is guaranteed to be there from the uh legend side mm-hmm. so I'll, i will include jenny finch and natasha Watley in this who are Famous softball players from the US. Uh, Jenny Finch has been on a ton of baseball programs as well, and she's a well-known media personality um, around okay. baseball as well. So, in terms of legendary baseball players, Felix Hernandez, obviously with it being in Seattle, that makes a lot of sense with him being one of their best pitchers of all time. Uh, Brett Boone, Mike Cameron, Adam Jones, and Ryan Howard. And that brings us to the okay, game one, that Stuart's been waiting for. One good question on those players. They retired one year ago or 30 years ago or a complete mix. What's the average average length of time out of the game for those for those legendary players? Um, it's a it's a mixture. Um, Felix Hernandez and Adam Jones both retired within about the last, I want to say about four years or so. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, Ryan, Ryan Howard would have been about the same time. Uh, Brett Boone would have been quite a bit before that. And Mike Cameron would have, been a little bit before that so it's all within about say the last five to ten years for all of them mostly within about i want to say about hmm, three to five-ish years around that around that mark recent issue it's not as if we're talking about 90s players coming back it is within not so long ago yeah definitely so in so now on to the game so (laughs) 
so far there have been 14 celebrities mentioned so as i mentioned previously as to who's been at the game before it can be singers comedians actors influencers and there has also been stars of other u.s sports and sports in general as well so we are go- so i'm going to play a game of who is that with stuart feel free to follow along like if you're listening and if you want to tell us how you got on uh, please do feel free and if you've got zero one don't be embarrassed i got about three looking at this um <laughs> when i actually went through the list myself so so to to start with um rodrigo uh no do you want to take a guess Stuart? uh who wrote i'm guessing rodrigo is a uh i'll R&B give you singer. a big- I'll I'll give you I'll give you another chance. It's from it's uh, how can how can I do this without making it too obvious? I mean, it's not the Real Madrid player Rodrigo, almost certainly. Oh man, it was. It is it was Rodrigo Madrid. from Real Madrid? <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was trying to give you an easy one out the door there. Get get early points on the board. Yeah, I just had assumed it was a uh, twenty-year-old Brazilian. We've been nowhere near the uh, MLB uh, All Star Weekend. So, do I get a point? I do I get a point? All right, I'll I'll be kind. I'll give I'll give you a point for that one. I think it probably ties in with um at this time of year, as we know, like Premier League teams, La Liga teams, go and like have these tournaments and in around america at the time so i think it yeah yeah so i think it probably ties in with that so i think real madrid also gonna um gonna be there shortly if not already so yeah Mm -hmm. so that's that's one so joel McHale. oh yeah um jeff winger from community actor correct adam divine uh modern family Uh, also an actor actor comedian Mm, correct okay skylar austin Skylar Austin, no, I actress, but I, I that's just a guess. I don't know, don't know who that who that would be. Actor, singer. Okay. Okay. Uh, Chloe Kim. No, no, don't know that one. Do you want to take a guess? Yeah, I'm good. Actor, actor, and singer again. Olympic gold medalist for snowboarding, I believe. Oh no, we're not have another guess that. Um. Yandel, spelt Y-A-N-D-E-L. Yandel. Um, rapper. Urban music legend I've got listed here, so close enough. Yep, give you that enough. one. <laughs> <laughs> um, Christian Nadal. Tennis player? I don't know, but is it Rafa's less successful brother? <laughs> That's what I would have gone for, ironically, yeah. <laughs> as well, like, if I'd had to guess. Mexican singer-songwriter. Okay. Next up, we have Natty, spelled N-A-T-T-I, Natasha. Uh, W-N-B-A. Global singer-songwriter. Okay. Yeah, not one I've heard of no. either. <laughs> and um, this this could potentially be a good one for you. Mm-hmm. The Miz. The, the, the Miz, no. Um, again, we're the name like that. I'm going to say, going to say rapper, but I've I've no. That's a guess. I'm not someone I know. WWE superstar, oh, real name okay. Mike the Miz Mizzenine. Yeah, I wasn't sure whether you'd watched a bit of wrestling or not. No, um, on my ballpark, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, so the next person is blessed. So that's B L E S S D. 
Uh, for another wrestler. Colombian reggaeton artist. Okay. We'd have to look <laughs> all these all these up and see if any of these, more of these I should be knowing or, or not. But. Uh, Donovan Mitchell. Actor. NBA player. Oh, okay. And J.P. Saxe, so spell S-A-X-E. NFL. Artist and songwriter. Okay. <laughs> and finally, we have Zach Levine, so that's uh, spelled L-A-V-I-N-E. Uh, I think an actor. NBA player. NBA. So I got I got three three properly at the start, and then one I think I guessed guessed correctly. So <laughs> three, three and a half. And so you, your score was four, you said, Charlie? Yeah. No, and I, no, I think you did better than that, actually. I think because we give you Rodrigo as well, so I think you got about five. So well, uh, yeah, well yeah. done. Good. So yeah, if you if you want to, I hope some of our listeners are going to beat us there. But do let us know who these, some of these people we got wrong were are. If if you're fans of them as well, and yeah, how you got how you got on. So Charlie, thank you for preparing that that quiz. And how how do these these celebrities? You're not expecting them to be pulling up any trees. <laughs> um. Yeah. Again, it just ties in with the fun of the moment. Um. As you can imagine, the Miz being a WWE superstar, like he, he kind of he's someone who's there pretty much every year. And he proper gets into okay. the spirit of it, like he proper roots his team on, tries to put people off, tries to irritate people, mm-hmm. and that's what it's all about. Like even the commentary is very tongue in cheek, like it's not serious at all. It is just they are having a laugh essentially. So, and and I think that's important, like to have something where you can just have a bit of escapism, like mm-hmm. with all the everything else serious that's going on within the week and it's for charity as well so even better yeah so if you ever ever wanted to see yeah um i don't know if you're a fan of fan of community but the john McHale, the the actor is an episode where his his character pretends to get into into football or they watch a man united v liverpool game so little did you know that 10 years later he'd be playing playing softball with a real madrid star a quick bonus question for you Stuart. um for any baseball events have you come up with a ritual or anything just yet so for instance like um this is going to sound like blasphemy to some people but <laughs> i'm not massively a hot dog person but for say certain times of the year such as the all-star game i will go out and buy hot dogs go and get the ketchup mustard um might also go and get some um chicken wings or some fajitas or something like that and kind of turn it into a special like foodie kind of session thing as well and probably some uh ice cream afterwards like is that something you've kind of planned to do just yet or have you heard other fans who do that no i mean that's the you know i've asked as we spoke about the, the garlic fries you mentioned in your your initial appearance i've been asking about what the top top food and top snacks in the the ballparks of the other chosen teams are but no we haven't yet covered what watching game at home rituals and no, that's it. it could be a Added to my line of questioning for the next episode, but there's no <laughs> no no tradition yet on, on on my side. And so you so that is just your all star tradition that um, all, all American snack snacks, um, hot, hot dogs and ice cream. So in a re- regular Giants game, you're just drinking or eating whatever's in the fridge that particular day. Yeah, definitely. So I probably do that say about three or four times a year. So I'll do it for mm-hmm. opening week, all star game, and the playoffs as well. Only the Giants are there, or the playoffs in general. Uh, playoffs in general, because um, mm-hmm. I'm I'm one of those people who, like whoever it is, like I'm still really excited by it. Obviously, mm-hmm. 
Um, unfortunately for us, the Dodgers are there pretty much every year. So even <laughs> if the Giants aren't there, I at least have a team to root against. So that yep. makes it interesting as well. Yeah, so it matters more when you've got, got a, a stake in it. If, if, if In this case, with the Dodgers, it's a, a, an against against them stake rather than a 4-4 team. So, Charlie, so um, think, yeah. sorry, sorry, Stuart, one, one last quick thing. Knowing the starters and knowing like a few of the reserves, I did mention like who some of the vote betters, vote getters mm-hmm. beat out. Like, um, any predictions for the scoreline for this one? Do you think the L continue their dominance? Um, will we see a, another marquee hallmark Shohei Otani moment? Uh, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I was going to say I said the it's the the, the Shohei and, and Mike Trout. Duo. I mean, I know they're playing for the Angels who themselves are not, are not necessarily the best team in, in baseball. So, yeah, let's say, um, yeah, why not? I'll put, put my head on the line and say the uh, Trout and Shohei with a, a proper proper team will, will, will help help see. Help. Um, let's go for 8-6 to the AL, I think. Yeah. How about yourself, Sean? Are you, are you also backing the AL? I'm going to go for the underdogs because I think everybody um, will be, a lot of people will be back in the AL, like, given their recent domination, given the uh, Shohei Otani effect, because he's probably going to pitch and hit as well, like similar mm-hmm. to what those of us who watched the World Baseball Classic got treated to. But um, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to take, I'm going to take a risk and say the NL. Um, I'm going to go with, Corbin Carroll, um, if he's healthy, I think he might be nursing a slight injury at the moment, but if he can make it, um, I can see him having a big moment because he does hit for power, he does steal bases. He's leading every category uh, for Rookie of the Year at the moment in the NL, so I'll say he hits a game-defining run um, before he gets swapped out as he's a starter. So basically second that bat, two, three run home run. The NL shuts it down. Camilo Duvall, who's likely to get selected as the Giants representative getting the getting the save um yeah getting the save 6-5 to the NL okay good so we've both both predicted quite close games and will be certainly be interesting to to see how how it all comes up um and yeah so it, bragging, you... right, bragging rights to whoever wins for when I come back for Giants parts too as well yeah definitely we definitely will need to, to come up with some sort of uh prize at that whoever uh, it gets closest to to, to to correct wins. Maybe maybe they can get there. Write write the quiz next time. Whoever whoever wins gets to write the quiz. <laughs> Good. So Charlie, as 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 before, you've been a fantastic guest, and I've certainly come out of our our chat learning a lot more about about the All Star Game and the All Star Week. Um, so yeah, as as we've said said before, you're it's at Baseball Chaz and Giants Chatter on Facebook. And yeah, I uh, hope you all enjoy enjoy the All Star Week. find the podcast at swollen jaw pod and please remember to share and review so that other baseball fans can find us please get in touch if you have a story idea or suggestion about your team that i need to know about and tune in next week to hear more about my journey into baseball yeah i think it'll be 8686 eight, nl why not okay oh 86 nl okay uh, you're surprised i thought you were going to be go al with all the travel natani tour there um Sorry, so, um, edit that out. That's what I meant. I'll, 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 <laughs> I'll, I'll voice over myself on the, on the, um, I'll re-record my own part and just tag it in. But that's, that's what I meant. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs>